from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, it is Wednesday, March 25th. We've got a great show in store for you today. Angel Renier is going to be on uh, at 7.15 today. Um, she is the author, actually her entire family is the author of a book, Brick It, um, and they have uh, written this book in light of so many, so much going on in the church today. Missionary discipleship is a buzzword, they say, in the church, and we're all called to be missionary disciples, but many don't know how or what to do. Well, this book is the answer to that, how it is that we can become those missionary disciples amidst so many people abandoning their faith and how we can bring them back. There's a lot more to it as well, but we'll get into it uh, with uh, Anshel today at 7.15. Uh, I was going to say Mark Amadeo, but uh, he'll be on as well. Uh, in the meantime, Bo Bonner's going to be on. We're going to talk about the only kind of fear that you should have during this time, and it's the holy kind of fear, fear of the Lord. What is it, and why is it something that we should uh, have in our lives? I think there's a lot of people that have misconceptions of what fear of the Lord means, um, but we'll talk to Bo about it, and he'll clear that up for us. Mark Amadeo, it's uh, coming up here soon. Uh, weather straight from the desk of Channel 13, meteorologist Megan Sell. I heard this morning. Morning. It's going to be a little cloudy today, so that sun I don't think is going to peak out like it did yesterday. Wasn't that a breath of fresh air? And we'll have uh, your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour. Let's get into it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. How are you doing on this uh, Wednesday morning? Doing just fine this morning. Ready to go. All right. Still uh, still keeping up the uh, you know, the uh, self-quarantine, the social distancing. Uh, matter of fact, I washed my hands before I uh, spoke with you this morning. Good. Just to keep that good, all yeah. in place. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Um, I, I am, I'm distant here from the microphone, but yes. Uh, everything is everything is going well in the Leonetti household. Everyone healthy, everyone fine. Just uh, doing some wee bowling at night now. And uh, I'll tell you, my wife's pretty good. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. A lot of good exercise. Uh, anything on the Wii is uh, always exciting. I right. like that uh, little program you can just plug into your TV. I can just imagine how that's going for you. Yeah, I think we're, we do teams. So uh, last night it was me and Gianna, and uh, she, she bowled her worst game mm-hmm. yet when she was on my team. So we'll see. Maybe she can turn it around. we got a rematch scheduled for tonight. Well, John, you happen to bring out the best and mostly the worst in people at times, so that that continues with your track record. I did last night. I did last night, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if we'll come to play tonight. That's the that's the All excitement right. yeah, going you, on in our household right now. 
Well, you know, and you mentioned a little bit uh, in the opening, uh, we did have the sun peak out yesterday. It wasn't supposed to be cloudy most of the day, but then late afternoon, uh, that uh, cloudiness kind of went away a little quicker than what the meteorologists expected, and we had sun. I looked up, it was clear about uh, 5.30, so that was nice. We're going to get that today. We're going to have a nice day. We're going to have a mix of clouds and then sun, and uh, uh, today will be the warmest day of the week, so you will be able to get a chance to get outdoors. We've got a little bit of this drizzle and fog this morning, but that'll give way later, so folks can be outside today a little bit more good i love hearing that all right well let's get right to it this morning from the who tv channel 13 weather desk and meteorologist megan selwa currently at the mercy one studios in des moines we do have that fog and a little bit of drizzle uh, in the area 43 degrees here in central iowa south winds at 10 miles prior when the visibility is down to one mile in certain areas so be mindful of that if you're out and about and today we'll see that mix of clouds giving way to sun later on this afternoon a high of 64 degrees with south winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour tonight that chance of isolated storms back in the forecast overnight low of 40 degrees then tomorrow cloudy with a high of 54 degrees for your thursday and on friday scattered showers with a high of 56 degrees and looking forward to the weekend on saturday we could see isolated thunderstorms sunday partly cloudy and dry both days we'll see highs in the upper 50s well, in the news, on this uh, Wednesday morning, uh, the Iowa Department of Public Health reports the first death linked to the coronavirus outbreak here in the state of Iowa. That person lived in Dubuque County and was between the ages of 61 and 80 years old. Now there are 124 confirmed coronavirus uh, cases here in the state of Iowa, uh, with 19 additional cases reported yesterday, uh, 2,300 uh, Corona tests have been have come back negative. 18 people now remain hospitalized and treated for the coronavirus here in the state. Well, in other news, the uh, uh, Iowa Motor Truck Association will once again be providing 1,000 box lunches for truck drivers. Yesterday, the Iowa Motor Truck Association handed out box lunches at the uh, Iowa Department of Transportation way station in Mitchellville along Interstate 80. Now, truck drivers can get their complimentary lunch once again today from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, this time they'll be at the uh, eastbound way station near the Van Meter exit on Interstate 80. The box lunches are prepared by a Gateway Market, In the Bag Deli, the Main Street Cafe and Bakery, and Palmer's Deli. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. As I mentioned uh, for last week or so, all high school spring sports and activities have been suspended here in the state of Iowa through April 10th. Uh, in international news, the International Olympic Committee announced the first of its kind postponement of the 2020 Summer Olympics yesterday, bowing to the realities of the coronavirus pandemic that is shutting down daily life around the globe and making planning for a massive worldwide gathering in July a virtual imposs- impossibility. Now, the International Olympic Committee said the Tokyo Games must be rescheduled to a date beyond 2020, but not later than the summer of 2021. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have fog and drizzle, 43 degrees here in central Iowa, with south winds at 10 miles per hour, and today we will see a mix of clouds and sun. Today's high, 64 degrees, with south winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather and Sports. On your Wednesday morning, John Leonetti Show. And coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, 
and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free to start things off, but the only issue we have, especially if you're going to be in the uh, surrounding areas of making your drive in this morning, uh, fog, so use a little extra caution with that. Thanks to Bilderkant Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Bilderkant has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, all right, friends. Right now we are in the midst of uh, something that I don't know, never, never before experienced, at least in my lifetime, and I don't know if it's ever been experienced in yours. But I have a suggestion for all of my listeners this morning, and that suggestion is joy. Yes, joy. I want that to be the word of the day for you. Uh, I, it, some, you know, things are starting to settle in a little bit. You know, I felt that push this morning when I woke up. You know, it, it kind of just grinding into your side there as you wake up in the morning. I woke up about six fifteen this morning, uh, and I, I, I got up, I brushed my teeth, I went downstairs, had a quick bowl of cereal, and came in here. And uh, I, I, you know, that that for me, I, I slept in. That for me was uh, something that I, I, I can't do anymore. I got to get back to my regular routine. So amidst all of this, with that joy, I want you to get back into that regular routine. Uh, start getting up early. I, uh, I try to get up as early as I possibly can, but these last few days I've been sleeping a little bit more and more, and I don't want you to get lazy. I don't want you to get lazy during this time. Don't, don't get out of that routine, because I think when we do, that joy that we have can start to uh, evaporate. I really do believe it. Laziness starts to creep in, and when laziness starts to creep in, then we start getting down a little bit more, even down on ourselves. So just a a quick reminder, try to stay close to that routine. If you work out, make sure you keep getting your workouts in. That's something that's not going away in my household for me. I was excited. My kids built a, uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, obstacle course last night. You know, and I said, what are you guys doing? They said, we're working out. So they're seeing me and mom working out, you know, getting our, our stretching still in. And the workouts aren't long. I'm just working out about 20, 30 minutes a day uh, in the morning right after this. Go downstairs, do a little boxing or, uh, you know, some uh, ab work or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm really, I'm not in, in great shape at all. But you got to keep that routine going. Working out was a big routine of mine. If you haven't worked out yet, try it. Uh, you don't have to go intense. I know Planet Fitness has free 20-minute videos on that you can go uh, and, and, and check out. Um, in addition, I, I, Beachbody has got uh, two weeks free. Now, make sure if you don't want to continue on with the sus- subscription that you, uh, you get off of it after two weeks. Otherwise, it'll automatically charge your your uh, account. Uh, but that's something that uh, I've really enjoyed the, these two weeks here uh, as I'm working out and home. But, uh, you know, keep those same things going. And most importantly, of course, keep that prayer time going. For you, I, I've been a big uh, proponent of that. Uh, you know that if you've listened to this show, having that daily prayer time every day, even in the midst of all of this, is going to be extremely important right now. And I think when all of that continues to keep in place, and it's going to be difficult. Again, you're going to have room to to try to get lazy. You're going to try to maybe, you know, cut a few corners here and there. I know I have. Uh, don't. And I'm making a commitment here on air. No more. I'm going to keep that routine going up early, keep things going strong. And that joy, I think, will stay the joy of the Lord. 
Uh, coming up right after this, Anshel Renier is going to be on. She's the author. Her, her family is really the author of the book Brick by Brick, Building a Strong Family that Won't Lose Their Faith in a Secular Culture. Uh, becoming those families of missionary disciples sent out into the world is so important. Uh, I know it's kind of a buzzword today, but uh, she's going to come on to talk about how it is that they can uh, do just that. The whole family wrote this thing, Brick by Brick, right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Wednesday, March 25th. Retaining walls, fences, sidewalks, patios. So many have water and drainage issues around their home, and many don't even know it. Yes, even in times like this, if you've been in a new home for five years, there's probably some soil settling or some water around the foundation and yard that needs managed. Grading and installing drainage tile can fix these issues. FiveSonsNatureScapes.com. That is Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design. Thank you for underwriting the show. Five Sons Naturescapes. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo. And I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. We are to devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Iowa Catholic Radio is thankful for your prayerful and financial support. Hi, this is Tony Calumet, Executive Director of Iowa Catholic Radio. I want to thank you for supporting our ministry, connecting people with Christ. I also want to ask if you would support Iowa Catholic Radio with a $30 a month gift. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, through the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or at 515-223-1150. Thank you. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Wednesday, March 25th. I hope you're making it a great day today. Let's go to my uh, next guest, author, uh, authors, really. The whole family wrote the book, Brick by Brick, Building a Strong Family in 
if strong family, excuse me, that won't lose their faith in a secular culture, the Renier family. Anshel joins me right now. Hello, Anshel. Hi, good morning. Happy Feast of the Annunciation. Happy Feast of the Annunciation to you as well, yes. Uh, let's talk about building a strong family. This is, uh, boy, th- this book could probably go on for days. Um, y- y- the whole family <laughs> wrote it. What what did that look like? That was pretty fun. We had, um, the reason we, <clears throat> excuse me, we wrote the book was we had so many uh, young families asking us, how did you guys do that? Yeah. Because they're seeing our kids having grown up. And I was really reticent to try to explain what we had done because I was just kind of still crossing my fingers, hoping <laughs> it was still going to stick. But as the kids are now, three of them are married, um, we turned to them and we said, okay, what did we do right? <laughs> you know, what, what helped you guys to grow up and be so faithful and engaged and, and be missionary in your hearts? So it was a family project after brunch for several Sundays. You know, what happened? What did we do? What were the mistakes? What went well? And that's how we put the book together as a family. You know, if you're going to write a book like this, you got to really tackle one of the main problems or issues facing the church today, and that is many children are abandoning the faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you say, the church is facing a crisis in this. That's right. It's it's heartbreaking to uh, to see how young people lose their faith, and that's really what our movement, um, we're all missionaries with Catholic Christian Outreach, which would be similar to Focus in the States or St. Paul's Outreach. We're, we just know that statistically two-thirds of young Catholics who are practicing will abandon the practice of the faith at university. Two-thirds of the good kids will walk away. So we want to do something in our families, and we want to do something at that critical age to reach them with uh, the relevance and personal experience of God, the person of Jesus Christ, in a way that would convert their lives to be oriented towards Him for life, to be missionary disciples for life. One of the things I like about this book is that you've broken it down into seven chapters of seven key principles that you found were necessary in raising Mm -hmm. your own family to be missionary disciples. Uh, Take us through a couple of those. What was the the first and or second one? Well, the first one is it takes a village to raise a child. And we outline all of the people around us in our little social circles that were an influence on the kids. And one bullet I would take out of that is a principle of... (laughs) Essentially having someone who's slightly older than you being a peer, a role model for you. So sure, there's going to be grandmas that are practicing their faith or my friends that are practicing their faith, but we brought into our family life 20-year-olds and 19-year-olds who were alive in their faith. And that created um, a slightly, like just above the ladder, an achievable role model to follow after. And I think that had a big impact on our kids where they would themselves explain, I knew what cool looked like, and it wasn't what my friends were doing at school. It was those guys that you brought home. So that would be kids like netters or, you know, good teenagers that are at your parish. Let them be the babysitters. Bring them over for brunch. You talk about decision-making, and, uh, you know, you, you want your kids, you can't make decisions for them uh, as, much as, as much as you want to as they grow, as they get older. Um, but you can really help them, though, right now in these times. I know I got uh, small children to be able to help form them uh, and to cultivate that sense of uh, virtue in choosing what is right and wrong and living. Right. Um, how, how do you do it? So we exercise that at the earliest ages, um, because philosophically we believe we have to build that muscle of choosing to do the right thing. So that involves some, I have some, you know, pages in there about discipline, but instilling respect, instilling discipline, even a, um, a fear of the Lord. So like 
in a healthy way. So what is the right thing to do? So that's the right kind of language to use to a toddler, to an 8-year-old, to an 18-year-old. You know, what is the right thing to do here? I know you'll make the right decision. What do you think is the right thing to do? And even the WWJD sort of language of, you know, what would Jesus do? That was the way we raised our kids from the very littlest understandings. Because we knew that if they can't make a good decision, a moral decision, about stealing that cookie or turning on the TV when they're not supposed to, how will they make those decisions when they face the crisis of faith at age 20 at university? Hmm. So we wanted to build that muscle as they go to always be thinking, what is the right thing I need to be doing here? And, and that has worked for us. Let's go back to that word, uh, or those words, um, kind of buzzwords, missionary disciples, as you said, mm-hmm. uh, in the church today. This is something we have to get serious about. And, and what I love about your book, uh, Ancho, is you, you make it very local. Um, it is not something where you're just kind of going out into the, the world as a missionary, into a third world like we used to have to do. That Right now, we have this opportunity to do it in our own backyard. And right now, it is so important for us to be able to do that within our own families. And, and, and this is something that every single listener right now can take part in. I don't care if you have older children, you get to be a missionary disciple to them. Um, What does a missionary disciple look like in your eyes? Well, you take the two words and you break them apart. It's, It's mission and holiness. Missionary disciple is someone who is engaged in mission, has a heart for mission, has a heart to be holy, to be a follower of Christ. And those we would teach, you know, have to be two sides of the same coin. You can't just hope to raise a child in holiness so that they can someday be a missionary disciple. We would say, no, that begins at the earliest ages. Missionary disciple is my five-year-old in kindergarten who um, has an eye to see whether someone has faith or knows that God loves them or um, can have compassion, right? So that's a big part of it because to have a missionary heart, you actually have to have the Father's heart of compassion for those who yet are not in the Father's house who feel estranged, who don't feel they have mercy, who don't care. Our hearts should break for those people. And so this is part of our raising the children was in the environments that they're in, the struggles, uh, the conflict, or even the the discouragement of where people are at, you know. Um, we try to limit um, uh, complaining about where people are at or getting angry about where people are at. We try to have the kids see with the eyes of the father how sad it is that these people don't know that the Lord loves them, how, how much more fulfilling their life would be if only they knew God's love and His mercy, that maybe they wouldn't be so mean or grumpy or rude. And so trying to give the children a missionary gaze as a young age and to ask them to, let's pray for this person. Let's not get mad about it. Let's pray. Let's pray that something will happen in their hearts, was how we grew in them from the earliest beginnings, this missionary disciple stance. Anjal, I'm beginning to think that you were somehow listening to a conversation of my wife and I were having the other day, because this is exactly what we were oh. talking about with, with our own children and um, and just faith in general. Um, looking at, you know, people that, um, and we were reading a specific story of uh, someone uh, that was very, uh, I guess you would say, not, not indifferent when it came to Catholicism, someone that truly hates it and uh, was mm-hmm. making it known. I won't get into the whole story here, but I'll tell you mm-hmm. that... Um, 
I, I, I said to my wife, I said, uh, you know, the, the incorrect disposition for us here is, is to anger and, yeah. uh, and to, you know, we, we have to go to prayer and we have to look with the father's eyes. I said those exact words, that's mm. mercy right there. And, and you said something that I, I think is so key. Your heart has to break for this. When Jesus, people turned away from him, you know, it, it, it saddened him. He, he wasn't, he didn't get angry. It, it broke his heart. And, right. and we have to have that same, we have that, you know, that same, I don't want to say feeling, if you will, but that same disposition when these things happen mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Do yeah, and so good to give that for kids to see, right? Because what most happened, like what happened for us in our earlier years of parenting is that, like, you know, our drive home from Mass was just, it was, it was simple. We were complaining about the homily. We were complaining about people in the church. We were frustrated with what was happening in the parish ministries. Like, it was, it was simple. It was terrible. And what we were modeling to our children is negativity, anger, frustration, fighting. It, it was awful. And the Lord just moved in our own hearts that we saw what we were doing. And we're like, okay, we will never do that with our kids again. We won't complain about their teachers. We won't complain. We will know that it's wrong. We can talk about it in bed, you know, when we're at the end of the night. But our kids do not need to see us being angry Catholics. They need to see us having the heart of the Father and to show them the compassion that the Lord has for all, all his people, even those within the church. So that comes up in one of the chapters on respect, that we, we wanted our children to have respect and that we needed to start with being respectful ourselves. They need to see us modeling a tone of respect. And how we talk about our children, our family, our clergy, the church, that needs to be what they see coming out of our mouths is respect. And that will create a missionary disciple that actually respects the dignity of each person you're trying to reach out to. You're so, not angry at the people who don't know God. Yeah. <laughs> you respect them. You care for them. So give us, uh, uh, our listeners, a, a takeaway today. Uh, besides prayer, what is it that we can do or should do if we want to build this uh, family brick by brick of holiness? I would say this missionary disciple aspect is maybe the special sauce in all of it. I think many good books, you wrote a book on raising a family as well, and uh, I haven't read it, sorry to say, no, but okay. I think, you know, the, the instinct for us is to turn to holiness and piety for raising our children, and not that that's wrong, but I just want to throw in the special sauce might be having this missionary gaze, evangelistic opportunities, um, ways that your children can share their faith as little people, ways that they see you sharing your faith with a neighbor. So the missionary dynamic, I think, is what made a big difference for our kids to have missionary hearts as 20-year-olds and as parents, because it was built into them through the whole way. It wasn't just, you need to be holy, you need to be a missionary disciple. And I think that made a big change. The book is Brick by Brick, Building a Strong Family That Won't Lose Their Faith in a Secular Culture. The Renier family are the authors. Anshel, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this great book with us. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, Good stuff this morning, friends. I know I have some takeaways here from it, and uh, I, I am going to be... Uh, getting a little bit more intentional with my own family off of what uh, Anshel was saying. That, that kind of pumped me up there. So good stuff this morning. Uh, Bo Bonner, coming up in the second half hour, friends, we're going to talk about the only kind of fear that you should have right now in your lives, and that is fear of the Lord. We'll have that on for you coming up at 745 today. Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Sewell. And your saint of the day all coming up here in the second half hour. Don't go anywhere.
Thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Customer satisfaction always comes first, whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for 20 years. Now, you know, one of the things that uh, I think is pretty cool about them is their technicians are trained in their training facility in-house. 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they're everywhere. I've seen their their, uh, trucks out there as uh, even during this time that the roads seem a little bit bleak. We thank you for underwriting this show and all you continue to do for us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule phc.com that's golden rule phc.com father andrew now with today's gospel and reflection a reading from the holy gospel according to luke the angel gabriel was sent from god to a town of galilee called nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named joseph of the house of david and the virgin's name was mary and coming to her he said hail full of grace the lord is with you but she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. This Gospel was for the solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord reminds us that it was the Blessed Mother who was saluted by the angel, Hail, full of grace, and was privileged to be the first human to know of God's plan. At first her response to the angel seems to be one of disbelief, but in the end it's one of obedience to the Lord's will for not just her, for all of humanity. Whereas Eve disobeyed God and chose death, By her ascent and acceptance of Jesus' life within her, Mary doesn't undo the fall of humanity, but she does help affect our salvation. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. When it comes to your home, Golden Rule puts your mind at ease with the Gold Club. Two high-performance system checks, a plumbing inspection, no trip charges, and you get to jump ahead in line. Don't get stuck freezing this winter when your furnace won't work. Golden Rule will make it to every Gold Club member's home. Home is where your heart is. Protect it with Golden Rule's Gold Club membership. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at GoldenRulePHC.com. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com.
Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Leonetti in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show, as always, each and every weekday morning. I want to thank Dean Bell for underwriting the show as well. You know, met Dean about two years ago, and one of the things that I, I was really struck with when I first met Dean, and he is he's not afraid to talk about his faith. He loves his Christian faith. And uh, as soon as I told him about this show and he started listening a little bit, he said, I want to support you guys. And he's even supported us through these times as well. So I want to thank Dean for underwriting this show, Residential Re-Roofs, RoofingAnkeny.com, serving all of Central Iowa. That's RoofingAnkeny.com, 963-4494. Coming up, we're going to have Bo Bonner. We're going to talk about the only kind of fear that you should have right now, and that is the holy fear of the Lord. What is fear of the Lord, and how is it that we can implement that into our own spiritual lives? Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day now with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope things are going well with your uh, self-isolation and uh, social distancing. Uh, leading the we team, uh, the Leonetti House, huh? Yes. Well, I'm not leading it. My wife is leading it. She's got that thing down, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to catch up. So, yeah, that's that's the extent of our of our house. We have a big whiteboard in our house, and uh, my wife has put this detailed mm-hmm. schedule for the family up there. I, I get exempt from a lot of it during the day, of course, because I'm writing or working, but uh, the kids, they, they seem to like it. So they, they like kind of that uh, you know schedule and know what's next. And uh, yesterday we went out for recess and uh, we did some bike riding. You know, they say you can't play on the playgrounds right now, so we're not able to play on the playgrounds, but uh, we were able to uh, go out for a little bike riding, so they did that at the park. That's uh, that's great, John, and people more people can take advantage of that today because it will be uh, nice to be outside, but, yeah, you can't go to the parks. Uh, just remember that hand sanitizer. The best thing you can do is wash your hands, as they say, but uh, just be mindful of that. But do get outdoors and get some fresh air. And uh, sounds like you're leading your uh, your Wii team there, uh, Team Leonetti, just like you did that softball uh, team you led a few mm. years ago and during the summer. That, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, that, that that didn't turn out well. I will tell you, though, that people have really taken this social distancing <laughs> thing to a new level. We were walking on the bike path yesterday, and uh, Joseph was kind of walking his bike as we were getting there. And uh, there was a woman that was walking towards us. This woman had to have gone 30 feet out of her way to get around us. I mean, it, you, you could just gone six feet, you know, eight feet, but 30 feet out of the way to get around. I thought, my goodness. All right. We were taking this seriously. Yeah, that's social distancing at its best. <laughs> but, uh, John, I've heard reports of that when, uh, uh, you know, before the virus, I heard they were doing that when you run the bike trail. I knew people were doing that uh, even before all yeah, this I guess started. It's not so just that shouldn't these be times. surprising to you. Yeah, yeah, it's not just these times. Normally they would just go up and say hi to They'd go up and say hi to Joseph right. and uh, saying, who's the guy with you? And he'd right. have to kind of apologize, say, well, he's kind of my dad. I and had deodorant on. I mean, I, I thought I smelled fine. I thought everything was good. But uh, this lady, she was having none of it. So we have detours on the bike trail, huh, for certain people. I, I guess. like it. I, I think I like this. I guess. Yeah, we've taken nice. social distancing to its, its extreme here. <laughs> 
Well, only when you're involved, John. Right. I haven't encountered that too no, much. No, you haven't. Okay. Okay. Uh, just maybe, me. maybe three times out of the uh, 20 some I've been involved with that. Only three that have done that to me. But uh, Hey, you think we're going to have baseball? That's, that's interesting. I think we'll uh, we're going to find out here shortly if uh, if things start to turn, and hopefully they will. Got to find a uh, vaccination first. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, people are getting the cart ahead of the horse here. We're seeing all the stuff. Oh, maybe by Easter, and I'm hearing a lot of stuff. But you got to have vaccination first. Yeah. That works, and the only way to do that is to test it. So unless some miracle thing comes out, uh, I don't know, John. To quite be quite honest, I well, hope so, and maybe a modified season. Yeah. I, I've heard that being talked about, but. We really got to have a vaccination first. I think one thing we do know is it's not going to be, uh, you know, a normal 162 game season. It it will be uh, uh, shortened, but uh, hopefully there is one. Yeah, and then then you're talking about uh, are they going to complete the NBA season? Are they complete yep. the hockey season? Yep. That just got interrupted. And there's a lot can many. start to pile up we in just... the summer. It, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it can, and uh, that'll all be going on. So we'll have to see. Every day is a new event and uh, new things. So, all right, well, let's get right to it this morning from the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa. Currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios, we have fog and drizzle in the area, 43 degrees with a south wind at 10 miles per hour here in central Iowa. That visibility down to about one mile in certain areas, so be mindful of that if you're out. Uh, today we'll see a mix of clouds and some sun later on, a high of 64 degrees, so this will be the warmest day of the week. South winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, isolated thunderstorms moving in, overnight low of 40 degrees. And then tomorrow, cloudy skies with a high of 54 for your Thursday. Friday, scattered showers back in the forecast, a high of 56 degrees. The weekend not looking too bad. Highs in the upper 50s. We could see a chance of uh, isolated thunderstorms on Saturday and on Sunday they're saying it'll be partly cloudy and dry. Well, in the news on your uh, Wednesday morning, well, there uh, the Iowa Department of Public Health reports the first death linked to the coronavirus outbreak. The person lived in Dubuque County and was between the ages of 61 to 80 years old. Now, there are now 124 confirmed coronavirus cases in the state of Iowa. Uh, with 19 additional cases being reported yesterday. 2,315 coronavirus tests have come back negative. 18 people remain hospitalized and treated for the virus. Well, in other news, uh, the Iowa Motor Truck Association will once again be providing 1,000 box lunches for truck drivers today. Yesterday, the Iowa Motor Truck Association handed out box lunches after uh, at an Iowa Department of Transportation way station uh, located on Interstate 80 just outside of Mitchellville. Truck drivers can get their complimentary lunch once again today from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the way station uh, on Interstate 80 eastbound near the Van Meter exit. Uh, the box lunches are prepared by uh, Gateway Market, In the Bag Deli, Main Street Cafe and Bakery, and Palmer's Deli. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, all high school spring sporting events and activities have been suspended through April 10th here in the state of Iowa. Uh, the International Olympic Committee announced a first-of-its-kind postponement of the 2020 Summer Olympics yesterday, bowing to the realities of the coronavirus pandemic that is shutting down daily life around the globe. The International Olympic Committee 
said the uh, Tokyo Games must be rescheduled to a date beyond 2020, but not later than the summer of 2021. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios here in Des Moines, fog and drizzle right now, 43 degrees with a south wind at 10 miles per hour. And today we will see a mix of clouds and some sun. Today's high is 64 degrees with south winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free and not a bad drive for you as you're making that way in. Seven minutes on 235 from the West Mixer to downtown. Seven minutes from the East Mixer into downtown. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute their project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hey, good Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today is the Feast of the Annunciation of Our Lord. First began being celebrated in the 5th or 6th century on the day nine months before Christmas. Today, also Good Friday, is a uniquely good time to examine the relationship between the Incarnation and the Crucifixion. From all time, God decreed, friends, that the second person of the Most Holy Trinity, the Son of God, would take on flesh and sacrifice himself for the redemption of the world. Remember, by the way, friends, Jesus was never created, all right? He broke into time. He always was and he always will be. The second person of the most holy trinity just put skin on, became incarnate, one like us in all things but sin. Because Mary is God's instrument in the incarnation, she has a role to play in this with Jesus in the creation and redemption of the world. It is a God-given role. It's God's grace from beginning to end, working through her as Jesus comes through her. More so today, Mary's yes, which serves as an example for all of us to follow, to include an understanding that we are agreeing to our own crosses, our own sufferings, just as Mary did. Remember that sword that pierced her heart. But we have to remain joyful. Remember I talked about that at the beginning of the show, because God intervenes in our lives reaches out as he did in the Annunciation to make our suffering meaningful. We ask today, St. Gabriel and Mary, the Mother of God, to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, Attorney at Law, for underwriting the Saint of the Day, experienced in wills and estate planning. Easy on you, because he does the work for you. 224-1776, that is 515-224-1776. Bo Bonner coming up right after this. We're going to talk about the only kind of fear that you should have right now in your life, and that is the fear of the Lord. What is it, and why is it important, especially in these times? Don't go anywhere. John Lee 90 in the morning right here on this Wednesday, March 25th.
Thank you to Blessman International for underwriting the show. Blessman International. Now, I, I got an email yesterday from them. Doc is headed back as uh, South Africa is right now closing down. But the thing is that really stuck out to me is they're they're not closing down. They're sending packages of food home with these families that they serve there in Limpopo, South Africa, to get them through for 21 days. Imagine, friends, imagine you having to have packages of food to last you for 21 days. That's all you have. The children, the families there. I mean, that that's what they're dealing with right now. And it can be easy for us, again, to, to woe is me, and my life is so difficult right now. I'll tell you what, open up your refrigerator. Open up your pantry. you got a lot more in there than most of the world. A lot more. Blessman International, thank you for reminding us what's truly important in this life, and that is faith in Jesus Christ, and reminding us what we have to be, beacons of joy and hope and service to the world in need. BlessmanInternational.org. Diocesan Minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, March 25th. I'm Kelly Musher-Collins. The Diocese of Des Moines is offering resources during this time of the COVID-19 outbreak. Visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus to find spiritual resources, a list of parishes live streaming their mass, and much, much more. Also, be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page and watch Bishop Johnson celebrate his private Wednesday Mass. That'll be posted about 1.30 p.m. every Wednesday. We'll also post a video of Father John Bertogli, rector of the cathedral, celebrating his private Mass every Friday. It'll be posted about 1.30 p.m. on the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page. Bishop Johnson is inviting us as a community of faith to unite our prayer for all those affected by the coronavirus COVID-19. This Friday, March 27th, will be a special voluntary day of fast, abstinence, and prayer. Bishop Johnson will also be periodically sharing written and video reflections on the Diocese Facebook page and Twitter account. You check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page. We'll also continue sharing online resources as well as videos and masses streamed by a variety of priests in our diocese. And finally, check out the latest issue of the Catholic Mirror, which hit mailboxes this past weekend. You'll see the latest on the church's response to COVID-19, as well as a few stories of hope in the face of adversity. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscapes. Extend your living space outdoors with patios, pergolas, fencing, and retaining walls. Outdoor lighting is another way to enjoy your landscaping day and night. Five Sons Naturescapes will spend the time to understand your needs and create your perfect outdoor space. Learn more about Five Sons Naturescapes at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com.
It's Wednesday. It's March 25th. You know, for, for anyone thinking, is this going to ruin my summer? Just remember, hold back a little bit. It's not even April yet. We still got a few days before even uh, April comes along. But uh, yes, keep taking all the basic necessary precautions that you need to take right now. Self-isolation is a good thing. That's what the Leonetti household is really doing. I come in and out of the studio, and that's about it for my day. Uh, And, uh, you know, this has been a good time for me just to get a lot of writing done. I've written more in these last few days, I think, than the last few months. So uh, it's good for me right now. I'm trying to take uh, take this time and, and uh, you know, work during the day and, and work purposefully, but then also spend that great time with the family. Uh, family man uh, is uh, one of my uh, next guests. I don't know. That, that's, that was my segue, but I kind of failed there, though. You're a family man, though, right? Sure. That's, uh, you know, I have a list of many <laughs> things I do, and family man, some there also with uh, – <laughs> Star basketball player, yes. wonderful cook, you know. Bo surprises all, all me. Bo surprised me on the court. I, I have to tell you, Bo is quite the athlete uh, in, in both football and basketball when we've played before. So, I, I yeah, I mean, really, was was kind of surprising. So I like it. Well, at least you don't think Family Man is surprising, so that's good. <laughs> now, you say you're a cook? I didn't know that. Oh, no, now I'm just throwing in things oh, that I'm I thinking see. about that you could... <laughs> what do you what, what's the Bonner family look like right now? Well, luckily they're all asleep. Yeah. So this is them. You know, they look really pristine and great. Uh, that's one <laughs> thing. You know, if you guys don't have children, let me tell you, when they're asleep, they're it's just such a you, you're like we made the right decision. Right, right. When they're awake, uh, it's a lot more interesting. Um, no, you know what's funny, John, is as much as I'm this huge extrovert that really likes getting out. Um, a lot of my kids sort of follow uh, in my wife's footsteps and kind of like being at home. So uh, I, I don't know if they uh, see the world all that differently. Um, they, they do talk about infectious diseases a lot more. I'm sure that uh, uh, the, the sort of uh, talk about uh, infectious diseases and epidemiology among uh, 1 to 13-year-olds has significantly gone up in the last few weeks. But, you know, we're... We're trooping along pretty good. Yeah, well, that's a good thing to hear. Um, the, the topic for today is fear, uh, but not the kind of fear that's kind of out in our world right now with uh, the COVID-19 crisis. We're talking about fear of the Lord and uh, something that all of us should have, but not, that again, that kind of fear where I'm scared. What is fear of the Lord? Well, yeah, so you know, to start off with fear itself in, in terms of what people think, I think it's good to sort of pin that down. So fear in the sort of theological tradition um, is just a passion uh, or emotion, not even really. It's something that sort of springs up naturally, so you can't really control, uh, you know, whether you're feared because someone startles you or things like this. And so, you know, certainly there's all sorts of things in the world uh, you know, animals can be afraid. But then you add with human nature, because we have minds that can put situations before us, we can also then sort of have mental fears that project into the future, like much further than whatever's immediately scaring us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that way, there's a way in which we have at least a modicum of control in a certain way about what we're afraid of. We, we, we really can't help whether we're afraid by the in- immediate environment, um, but then when we begin to think or ponder, we have some sort of role in that. When it comes to the fear of the Lord, then, the question starts to be, in what way do we approach things that can um, either do us harm or, or, or take things away from us? So, so the fear of the Lord uh, is not sort of like, I'm scared of God in that first way. It's not like God 
frightens me like he's some sort of immediate threat. Uh, the fear of the Lord starts to be when we consider our situation as a creature, um, our life in the world, and our relationship to God. And so Thomas Aquinas even splits the fear of God um, into four different like ways. He'll talk about filial fear, uh, initial fear, servile fear, and worldly fear. And so worldly fear is we're afraid what the world will think about us, and so that manipulates our ruins, our relationship with God. Um, servile fear is when we just fear punishment that could come from God, and that can either, you know, make us go away from God because we want to, like, not even think about what it would mean to have a bad relationship with God, or it can actually turn us towards Him, and then that would be called initial fear, the fear that makes us initially go towards God because we're afraid of what, what if He's mad at us, what if He punishes us, whatever. But finally, there's filial fear, which starts to be this idea of, I'm afraid of what it would be like to not have God in my life. And Thomas Aquinas dwells on this in multiple ways, all sorts of saints do, that, that this sort of fear, even in the sort of non, like, don't even think about God to begin with, um, we fear not having a relationship with our kids, having a bad relationship with our wife. We, we have this basic idea that realizes that there are goods that we want to strive after and make sure we do whatever we can uh, to, to make sure that they're right and that we have those relationships and that we're doing right by them. And so filial fear is the fear that a son or a, a, a daughter has uh, towards their father or their mother, making sure that they, they fear not just disappointing them uh, because of punishment, but because we love them and we want to honor them and we want to do what's right. And so filial fear uh, is the fear of the Lord is spoken of all throughout the, the, the entirety of the Bible especially prominent in the wisdom literature of the Old Testament, but it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to fear the Lord, to understand um, not only our nature as creature versus an eternal being, but as children of God. So to, to have fear of the Lord, John, is an honor. We can, we can have fear of the Lord not as you know a quivering small thing over against a big thing, but the fear that a child has uh, of disappointing a, a parent whom they love. Yeah, yeah, and and I was thinking, you know, when we think about God, it should humble us, but not in a humble sort of uh, shameful way. Um, and and I think Thomas, you know, talked about that as well. That's the proper disposition, is that of humility before uh, God. And and I think sometimes we can go uh, far in extremes on the other sides. You know, I, I don't. Want, I want to carefully talk about this because the saints talked about friendship with God and having that kind of friendship. But it's not like, you know, I, I remember when I growing up, you know, Jesus is my buddy, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it, there's got to be a certain reverence here where that can be, I think, sometimes gone to an extreme. Well, and I think that's a good way to put, bring this up, you know, with your friends. Th this is very alien to us because we'll we'll get into the, the mindset that all fear is bad. And you'll be, I think it's quite striking how Thomas will even say, like, look, servile fear, which is not perfect fear, he goes, it even has its place, right? To, to begin to realize, right, that you, you are, will be accountable to God is at least a beginning. It can drive you away, but it can also bring you closer. But think about that idea with friends, John. We fear uh, disappointing our friends. That doesn't mean that we need to, like, fake who we are or not be authentic. We want to be honest with people. Notice that none of that is precluded. 
But when we talk about the idea, right, that like one of the ways that makes me a better person is that I have good friends who help compel me to be a better person. What that means is I'm afraid of disappointing my good friends, not in the servile way, like, oh, they won't love me anymore. But then I'm like, I respect my friends. They're good people. I love my friends. And if they tell me, like most likely if they tell me that that something I did was wrong, that means I legitimately, out of respect for them, should reconsider my life. Did I do the right thing? Why am I friends with these people if not for the sake of us to make each other better? So I have a legitimate fear of offending my friends. Otherwise, I have bad friends. Yeah. And so then it, this goes to the same way. Even to be friends with Jesus Christ, like you said, the reverence has to be much more than that. Even if I love my friends, of course, Jesus Christ was God, and he died for me and all these things. But even in that way, to have a filial friendship is to say, if I hold my life up against Jesus Christ, who has befriended me, um, I don't want to disappoint him because of the love I have towards him because of this great relationship of friendship that he's called me to. You are uh, you got your show today? We do. All right, man. The Uncommon Good coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. It's all podcasted at iowacatholicradio.com as well. Bo Bonner, talk to you soon, man. Yeah, God bless, John. Thanks. Good stuff this morning. Good stuff. That puts this show in the books, friends. We'll be back on live tomorrow uh, inside of the Mercy One studio. Thank you for joining me today. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? May the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us to protect us and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I am John Lee friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Leonetti in the morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.